How are you, my F? I'm good. How are you, sweetie? Um, busy, busy, busy. I'm very, very busy with work. Literally, I clocked out. Because basically, I'm doing two roles at the moment. It's supposed to be 50-50. But we all know it's not 50-50. It's not 50-50. We all know it's damn well not 50-50. <laughs> some days... <clears throat> so, like, some days I do more of one team's work than the other. Okay. So, today I did more of my old... Like, what's going to be my old team's work. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but... Hey, so... Tomorrow is another day. Okay. That's good. How was your weekend? I stayed when I was at home. That's what I did. I know that's right. Literally, like, I remember even Saturday night, I was, like, on the couch, and I was, like, I was watching videos of, like, poodles. Not poodles. I think it was a, it was a Maltese. One of the Maltese poodles. A Maltese getting, like, a trim and everything. And I was so sad. Like, I almost. Why don't I have a dog? I'm like, why don't I have a dog? Like, it would be great for my mental health. It's true. Like, I'm actually going to look into that. Right? It's just really, really cute. Um, What was I going to say? Why didn't you go to Major League? No, because that whole Nandi lied and said (laughs) she got me tickets. Nandi said she asked me if I wanted a ticket. I said, no. I, I I don't remember her asking me. What she asked me about was, um, it was something, it was something deep house. I would never go to deep house. So I'm yeah. like, cut me out. Major league, I mean, it was a I thing we doing. Yeah. I'll, I'll go. I mean, I don't have are they the ones by that song? Bagwala, 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 Bagwala. What song are you talking about, eh? I'll 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 remember, I'll try to remember. Um <laughs> I'll try to remember it, but basically, yeah. I saw you and Andy's exchange and it was killing me. <laughs> the liar. That girl's a liar. Don't ever look into her. She just be lying through her damn teeth. So <laughs> she's like, so she's like, oh, I tried to tell you. I don't know if she went, but the way she was hungover on Sunday, I was not jealous of her. Um, plus, just guys, the way work is killing me, I actually don't have the capacity. Like, I actually don't have the capacity. To so it's probably just best that I'm taking a break from people right now. It's not great for my mental health, but um, for rest, for rest, rest wise, like guys, I'm rested these days. Like my skin, what you, I don't even think you can see it. Like no, but you are glowing, friend, even through this camera. You think I'm going to do this dead ass macro camera? <laughs> but I think it's just also because I'm just I'm just home all the time. Mm-hmm. But I need to I need to change that. Like I have been saying I need to change that. But I think I have so we have a work, I have a work thing this Thursday. I'm meeting a friend some point this week. I'm meeting Nandi this week as well. Hey, you're bu- no, this week you're busy. So you're, you're getting out now. Yeah, next week I have um, I think next week is end of month drinks at work. So I'm am going to keep going to things. Um and then the week after that's the recess weekend so you know i'm trying to get out the house guys i'm not i'm not you know you know i, I took some time off but now with game time bitches that's what you're giving me right now and to be fair i feel like your rest period came at the best time because we know once like we're heading towards summer and it's like the end of may june july after that you you'll be 
we finna be out all day, every day. Booty, hang, booty hanging out. <laughs> Titties out. <laughs> all that jazz. So maybe uh, it's for the best that I'm not... Um, yeah, that he's been resting. You're, you're, you're resting. You're preparing for what's to come. This is the calm before the storm. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> you could say that. <laughs> um, yeah. But what about you? How's the rest of this month looking for you? Hmm, it's not too hectic to be honest. I have IK's birthday this weekend. Well, it's IK's birthday. I was gonna ask because there was a thing happening this last weekend. I'm like, unless you don't know, no, she did. So she did. (laughs) She had like a whole bad. No, 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 no. She had like a whole um itinerary of things. So it's like a a bunch of different things that she was doing for her birthday. So um, how did she tell me? Twenty six. Girl, she's doing it up like she's doing 25. I'm like, girl, like... This is IK, baby. Okay? She she's gonna go off. Um, she, she believes in enjoyment, and I love that for her, to be honest with you. Um, she also gave herself, like, a good two or three weeks at home to rest because she knew that the next few weeks are gonna be back to back to back to back to back. She's, she's also well-rested. She had her calm before the storm. But um, Saturday, she had, like... Um, a dinner with like her besties like these are like her 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 besties high school uni like besties then she had something with another friend on the sunday then on the monday oh today she's taking herself out like on a solo thing and then this weekend we're obviously doing bottomless brunch with ryan and wesley so it's a whole way are, are you going to rock her yeah I'll give you the feedback. I'll give you the tea. Show me options. I've had that in the books, but the girlies are not biting. So I don't know who I'm going to... I think there's a friend who I... who No, we're kind of becoming friends. Yeah. So I think I'll just ask. But she's been... I need to find someone who I can drag into that plan. Maybe... Oh, but you're going to have gone. I need but to I'll find... go again. Oh, actually... no. When Rosa comes. Maybe I should save that for when Rosa comes. Oh, that would be nice. Look at you. Plotting. Save your 60 pounds on that bottom list. I know you don't listen, but save it. But save it. She'll be watching none of the shows we watch. But you know what, if for whatever reason you decide to listen, keep that 60 pounds for the rocker brand. Let me even text her now. Say right can. now, and save your 60 pounds for that bottom list brunch. Um, but yeah, that's this weekend's plan. Next weekend, I don't have anything planned. Um, and then the week after, I told you I'm going back and forth with myself whether I should go recess, but I'm actually leaning more towards going, especially that Wembley one. Why would you go? Mamas, priorities. Anyway, um, I'm leaning more towards going. <laughs> do you know what the thing is? Do you know what I thought about? First time, I know I'm going to see you someone. I'm saying don't come. <laughs> you know what the problem is i thought to myself on the saturday i actually have a speaking engagement for like this event that i'm on the panel for so in my head i'm like i'm actually gonna be outside anyway when on the saturday the fifth that's after recess so i'm like i'm still going outside anyway but yeah um we're, we're we're kicking off summer season you know, we're, we're ready. Um, hopefully the sun behaves and we're headed towards a brighter Seeker. season. 
you know, brighter future, right? Yeah. <laughs> a brighter, a hotter. Let See, us be hotter. As in, mm-hmm. I've even like I even tried pescatarianism for like a few days last week. Hey, I almost died, guys. Sunday, <laughs> 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 so. I almost took you out. <laughs> I, it almost took you out. Died. It almost took you out. It almost killed me. But um, hi everyone, welcome to episode 27 of the Reality Check Podcast. But up the tune. <laughs> As always, I'm one of your hosts, Nessu. And I'm the other half, Leo. And we're here to give you guys another episode. I mean, another rundown, our favorites. This week, we actually do have quite a bit to get into. So let's not waste more time. You got to get your notes ready, okay? We're not going to waste any time. What city do you want to stop at first? Please? I think we can start with New Jersey since they're on reunion and then obviously carry on with the rest of the shows. So this week, we're going to start with Real Housewives of New Jersey. We are going to be talking about episode 12, I mean, season 12, episode 15, which is reunion part two. So talk to me, part two, thoughts, what were you thinking? Joe's dramatic exit, Melissa and Trey carried on. I mean, we also got, you know, Jen in the mix. What are your thoughts? My thoughts still stand. If, um, uh, not Marge, what's her name, Melissa, is of the need to, like, if her opinion is that she wants to actively push her husband and her sister-in-law together she really needs to decide to remove herself from the situation that is the only solution i was watching it there how how melissa's like oh no you're trying to you're trying to um tear him down which you know what i even am the funny thing is like as i need to rightly like say two things can be right at once i do think Teresa was mean in that situation Teresa didn't need to speak that way to him yes she may have felt some type of way about him being the only husband there and i didn't really understand why he was the only husband there because that could have been addressed i feel like it could have been addressed in the segment with all the husbands but it wasn't but whatever they decided to pull him i mean obviously because the direction their conversation took did lead it was a good thingy for him to be there but i think a lot of the conversations the women were had this episode their husbands could have come bill could have come to answer for his crimes Evan as well, there was talk about Evan, there was talk about Frank, there was talk about all of the men, so obviously I don't get why they did that, but all of this rambling to say that I think two things can be right and that Teresa does put down Joe in a way that isn't very nice, like it must not be nice to hear, like it's kind of like, I don't know if you ever watched, I'm such a rambler, oh my gosh, but bear with me. Yeah, I don't know if you ever watched Keeping Up with the Kardashians in like only in high school, like how Kim would talk to Rob and call him yeah. a loser, and how depressed it made him. And how I remember when Oprah came, they were crying, like they were all crying because Oprah got them got them hosed together. <laughs> 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 but I think I really do not like seeing siblings put each other down. I think that is someone who has a unique insight into why you are the way you are. They grew up, obviously we grew up the same. We grew up, not even the same, honestly, even siblings don't grow up the same, but we, you, knew, you knew our parents, 
you maybe you experienced them before before or I experienced them before, but you have more insight than a lot of people will into how I grew up. So for you to then be the person to tear me down, it just hurts. And especially Teresa being the older sister, I think it's worse. Like an, a younger sister, there's only there's little a younger sibling can do to an older sibling. But I feel like if you're the older sibling and you're tearing down your younger sibling, that sticks with you. It's like your mini parent doing it. So I get where Joe's coming from, but also I feel like Melissa needs to remove herself. If Melissa is ever to have peace in her life. She needs to remove herself from her relationship. Like if she was a real bitch, like I keep saying, Melissa Gorga, if you were a real bitch, you would quit the show because I just don't feel like the show is good for Teresa and Joe's relationship. Not even, Melissa and Teresa are too far gone. Those people never like each other. But Teresa and Joe, they need, they need some distance somehow. And I think the only way you could put it would probably be off the show. That's not going to happen. So I think then Melissa should say she's not going to get involved in their relationship and that her relationship with Teresa will be separate from Joe's relationship with Teresa and not, you see, she says these things about you. Like, look how she speaks to you, Joe. Like that to me were not, those to me were not the actions of someone who actively wants that brother and sister duo to have a very good relationship. Melissa's a liar. Like all of this, no, she's a liar. Like I'm coming guns blazing. She doesn't want peace. Like not not a single part of Melissa wants peace. Um, just like you pointed out, she does those things and she often instigates. But I also feel like Melissa tries to mix situations when they don't need to be mixed. She's already on the show and has obviously developed um, a relationship or a friendship with some of the women on the show. And then there'll be situations where, and you know what, let me be honest, maybe it's not just a Melissa thing. I think maybe Trey can also be guilty of it, where Trey can be having a situation with Marge. Marge and Melissa are friends. Trey then feels like, Melissa, defend me, we're family. Or if someone is saying something, Melissa or Trey will feel like, Joe, defend me, Marge said ABCD. Marge and Joe B, defend me. But Melissa's here also being like, well, Marge is my friend. But like you said, for someone who so badly claims that they want peace, when it would come to situations of Marge and Trey or anyone on Trey, she would say, guys, honestly, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not for that. Because if you know at this point that loyalty is clearly such a big thing for you yourself included, Trey, Joe, you know that, okay, if we're deciding that it's loyalty over everything, no matter who gets into the situation with my Trey, sorry, um, even if they're my mate, I'm riding with Trey because that's my family. The same way you expect her to do the same thing when it's Jen and whoever and co, you feel like no matter what happens, even if it's your mate, you're supposed to be riding for your brother, you're supposed to be riding for me because we're family. The problem is that, like you said, she picks and chooses when these rules apply. We've seen time and time again, Melissa and Joe don't consistently follow the same thing that they're saying that they're preaching which i feel like often makes the situation messy and then when you're instigating due to or following your own feelings about situation situations you can't turn around and say i'm just trying to keep the peace you're not like you said it's worse still when you're even saying see 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 how your sister talks to you see how your sister talks to you you don't want peace you want like you're here for war um, and at least just be a real bitch about it and say that's what it is. I think she needs to drop the whole family act. I think she thought it would carry her so far, or maybe it did carry them so far. It's done now. We can all see right through the BS. You and Trey don't like each other. At the very least, Trey and Joe need to work on their relationship. And it is what it is. Um, you can just 
just go to the left. As far as you're concerned, you're as good as a stranger or just my brother's wife. I'm not going to see you as, oh, my sister-in-law, da, 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 because it's a conflict of interest. We're we don't like each other. We're never going to get along to that extent. But stop, you know, riding this whole family, family, family point home. If you're going to pick and choose when it applies, I think it's just really tired. It's really boring. Um, I agree. I think Trey spoke from a position of um anger and you know what there's a time she mentioned and i can't remember if it was during the show or the reunion part one about how or even this reunion i think she said joe you're so used to me um kissing your ass or whatever whatever and then the moment i don't do that this is why we end up in these situations where you're saying i'm not being a good sister or i'm not defending you which for some people especially for families for example where there are girls and there's a boy some people may feel like the boy in the family is babied a lot more so because joe is the younger brother i don't know if it means that trey may potentially hold some feelings of resentment towards joe hence when she speaks to him she speaks to him in a certain kind of way with so much vim and she can say yeah i thought you are a little bitch boy because it's a weird one where i understand why and i've said for myself joe does give slight bitch boy vibes in the sense that you are really heavily involved just now you pointed out that you don't understand why that scene um had to be separated from the other husbands but i honestly think it's because no husband is involved to this capacity like and i get it maybe it's because they're the only brother and sister frank frank is in, frank is hella involved in the women's business as well but I feel like Frank will say things to Dolores and he'll comment to Dolores rather than to the woman. Wasn't Frank the one who was asked about the rumor about Evan? When? Frank is involved in the rumor about Evan. No, I know, but I'm talking about... No, him. but I mean that like Frank is involved in more than one issue pertaining to the women. Obviously, it's not going to be as much as Joe Gorga, but I, to me... I think the setup of the show is what puts the men in the women business. If the men have confessionals, the cameras follow the men without their wives. But Leo, but you've just pointed out that not as much as Joe Gilda, and that's the point. Not as much. Not as, Joe is inside. Like, and I think Joe, obviously, for him, he sees it as he's writing for his wife. Um, which is fine, but I feel like none of the other husbands. Do you know how many think of Marge? How much Marge says. And Joe B won't come in and say, ah, betray. Da, da, da. There was one time where Joe B said to Trey, you don't even know how much of a soft spot she has for you. I don't feel like Joe B going back and forth with this woman the same way Joe G does. I, I really don't. I mean, I'm I, not saying they're not involved. I'm just saying Joe G's involvement, guys. I think a lot of it also were judging Teresa's his sister, guys. It's like, Regardless of what happens, he's going to be involved with his sister. Yes, yes, he shouldn't be involved with her sister's dynamics with some of the other women, but by virtue of that being his sister and his only alive nuclear family member, you have to cut the guy. Like, and you know, I don't like him like that. Like, I am really not. Sounds like it. No, no, no. I'm not joining the Joe Gorga um, fan club, but I do. I think this part really did give me sympathy for him. This part really, like... I don't know, my sympathy, there was a well that I discovered of Goga <laughs> that I'm just like, that's his sister. Like, of course he's going to comment. Like, I think it makes you look like a bitch boy if, I mean, obviously he shouldn't have his drama with Miss Mamas, <laughs> with Jay. But I think even with the whole sister thing, it would make sense if he was commenting in favor or support of his sister. He isn't. 
Huh? He's not like when I'm saying Joe's involved in all this, but then you da 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 da, and then you da 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 da, and then you da 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 da. It's rarely ever in support of Trey. That's what I was highlighting last week, and I'm like, but do you know if, if Mel, if Mel and Thingy didn't back each other, if Mel and Joe didn't back each other in public the way they do, Joe wouldn't be seen to be a woman. I think that's why I say they need to separate these relationships because once you separate yeah. them, then you don't have. Oh, Teresa saying, oh, to, uh, I mean, Melissa saying Teresa attacked me. And then Joe going, go, Joe going, oh, blah, 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 blah. Yeah, and then the maybe. same thing if if Teresa and Joe are going at it and Melissa just says, ah, these people, they've been arguing since before him and I met. So I'm not, I'm not joining. Then you won't have situations where it's like Joe, Joe is in women business because yeah. the women, the, the, his, his door in is either it pertains to Teresa or either it pertains to Melissa. So I'm saying if you separate these relationships, you yeah. then have a situation where, ah, where if Joe comments now, it's like, ah, Joe, you actually are in the women business. Like, yeah. why are you talking about Jennifer? Jennifer, yeah. if Jennifer's fighting Mel, let Mel fight yeah. Jennifer. Like, it should, like, obviously, Jennifer ended up drawing him out out of nowhere, but you know. <laughs> but this is what I mean. Like, you, you literally, are touching on the point that I mentioned earlier. I also said that obviously they have a problem where they mix situations, but even touching on Jen, again, Marge is an example I'll give you. The people have gone back and forth with Marge, tussled, Marge has shouted, you, we saw her damn, her veins damn near popping out of her, her, her neck. Joe B is not gonna have chat for anyone who's, he leaves Marge to handle herself. He really does. Joe can come and fight Jen and say, but then you said this, and then she said this, and then that time the men had their little cocktail thing, and he's like, that's such a horrible person. She's just generally a horrible person. Him and Evan were there. She's a horrible I don't know who you're person. imitating, but it's Kim. <sighs> I feel like you're imitating It sounds like Evan. Yeah, Evan literally makes me sick. <laughs> but I um, can't believe I fell for the Evan is hot property. Uh, I was just like, uh-uh. Mm-mm-mm. Because I saw like two, I saw two pictures of the man, like, <laughs> and, <you're> like, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, you know me, I'm easily influenced. Like, this when, weekend. Like, when you even asked about Andrew, I said my friend is done horrendous. Is Andrew? Gonna leave a message me, and it's is Andy hot? <laughs> no, because no, he looked. Let's not like he looked good at the New Jersey reunion. Right, <laughs> he looked good. No, he looked good, but it's not to the point of being like, mm, Andy's hard. No, 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 but I was like, I was like, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> hold, hold on. Hold, hold on. Hold on. Uh, I just want, I just, like you said, I want them to separate the situations. Mm. And I want Joe to stop putting himself in a position where he feels the need. And I get it. Somebody has called you a crook. I'm pretty sure you're not the first house husband to be called something by a woman. Okay, you don't need to sit there and go back and forth. And then she did this. And then you turn to your sister and say, I'm so sorry. Even the whole concept of Trey needs to defend Joe because Jen called him crooked. Is it really that deep? Like in the grand scheme of things, when it comes to loyalty with your sister, your siblings. And at the end of the day, let's not even lie. Bravo Twitter and the receipts show that there were some things that was a little crooked. Even Melissa's crooked. Even Melissa with her fake, what was it, fake Fake Chanel. She was saying, I didn't know it was fake. Where were you ordering a letter by Karl Lagerfeld (laughs) saying, these fake Chanel's you're saying, stop. I'm telling you once. And this is the thing, they're so bad about being old crooked. Stop. Hey, hey, hey. 
hey. And they're, they're literally frothing at the mouth and being called crooked. But you were selling fake Chanel bags through your company at Chanel retail prices. Joe, how many situations were you publicly, you know, exposed for? I don't know. I just think the whole thing is weird. Um, but also, I could really just be biased because I really am unfortunately tired of Joe and Melissa Goga. I think I've had enough. Like, if... I hope you know that whole quit quit quit. I wish he meant it. I knew he wasn't going anywhere, but I really, really wish he meant it so they could just go. Those Bravo checks cash very nicely once they come in the mail. Come on. Exactly. Exactly. And one thing with that situation, um, I don't know if you saw this, uh, and this was taking me back to I think it was Potomac. And I was when I started the whole conversation about um Andrew and how biased he can be. And we obviously then spoke about Tan and we're like, oh, we've never appreciated Andrew uh, as much as we do now. But in this part of the reunion, he just showed me that I'm like, this is exactly what I'm talking about. And I'm like, you just simply don't hide your bias. And you, it's it's difficult for people to- Bias for who or bias against who? Even with the whole Trey situation, I just felt like Andy's desire to to- pattern her so much almost in favor of melissa and joe was a bit weird to me like it almost felt i didn't feel like he needed to do as much as he was doing okay i, I don't believe yeah i agree there but she didn't need patterning she wasn't she, the way she was talking to joe wasn't like i hear it but like there's so many people on the cast that the way that they talked they, to they, were, they weren't gonna pattern her they, they didn't even say anything who the cast who said no, anything? I'm not talking about the cast saying anything to Trey. I'm talking about other situations when other cast members speak to people crazy. Andy will skip right past it. I don't understand what the soft spot is because it's a little brother. That's a grown-ass man. You don't... And Wait. What? And if it's siblings, do you don't think that siblings... Like, siblings... I like oh, these people, Andy's people are painting these people are paid to hang out with each other siblings i, I totally get what you're saying i'm not saying anyone is wrong for pointing out anyone else is wrong in pointing out that it's wrong my issue is and for me anyway when i'm watching a reunion i want to see that the host is unbiased and even in the situation i don't feel like he does, maybe, like, he does on, like Teresa though hold on what i'm saying is even with other points being mentioned by trey about the lack of support and even ex- for example, even with the whole seating arrangement thing and everything else involving Trey and Melissa and this time the third, there hasn't been a point where other points where Trey has made valid points, even with Melissa, even with Joe. And he will say, but do you understand what she's trying to say? This time, granted it was backstage, I personally only felt like that energy was only reserved for Trey. I'm not saying he doesn't like Teresa, but I'm saying in that situation, it came across as though the only people he had in mind was Joe, well, maybe not Melissa because she was on stage. Was Joe? I don't agree. I think from what I've gotten from the history of this show, obviously I've not watched the season start to finish the way I have this one. But from what I've gotten from the fans, people feel like um, Andy treats um, Teresa with kid gloves. So I think maybe because of that, I'm just like, like, I'm just, I'm not seeing it. I'm just like, maybe I'm seeing the other side of the scale, but people have complained that Andy lets Teresa get away with... Literally, this is a show that was paused when Teresa went to jail. They paused the show and then they resumed it after she came back from jail. And she was in jail almost a year. Imagine just rehearse as Atlanta. No rehearse as Atlanta for a year because Portia done beat somebody ass and went to jail. Like, 
I don't see it, but I just think, I do think he was biased against Jen. The bias against Jen, I saw. That's very true. The like Jen, none of her points could land. Jen, when she brings her receipts, she's told um, she needs to be fast. I've never heard anybody being told that. If anything, he should have said that to Wendy. He should have said Wendy should be quick with her receipt because she didn't have anything to say. All of nothing. She had she had a whole binder of nothing. But I don't see it when it comes to Trey. Honestly, I mean, I think maybe because I just think a sibling relationship is like quite sacred and that, you know, that is more deep. Maybe that's why I'm thinking that. But even then, if that's the case, why is it that um, Joe is and Hannah are held accountable for some of the other stuff that he hasn't defended Trey when he's requested the same thing? That's the point I'm trying to make, that it's not that when he's getting in, in or interfering in siblings' business and saying, uh-uh, this is your sibling, you shouldn't be doing this, that it's necessarily the problem. It's the fact that it's one-sided. Unless he's going to do that in part three, I ain't seen him say to Joe, ah, but Joe, ah, that, that, you know, you guys are writing about family, family, but you guys also didn't, that, that, that. It's not being said all the time. It's always left to Bravo Twitter to find these receipts and find these things. We said this the same thing even with Melissa. That video receipt of Melissa calling Joji a bitch was found on Bravo Twitter and it was fine when Melissa called Joji that. God forbid, Jen and Trey call him a bitch. Joe Judice. Huh? Joe what? Melissa yeah, called, I think she called Joe Goga a bitch because she said something like stop being a bitch and stop complaining. It was like Melissa called her husband. Yeah. And people on Bravo Twitter, I think I might have even sent it to you, were like, oh, so it's okay when she does it to her husband, but let Jen and Trey say it now. It's a problem. Because Marge and yeah. Melissa. Yeah. yeah, it is. You know, yeah. but Marge and Melissa were were talking about how that's such an inappropriate thing. Why would you say that to him? But this is the point I'm trying to make. If like, I talk crazy to my husband, I mean, I'm not planning to talk crazy to my husband. D- doesn't mean the rest of you hold talk crazy. <laughs> <laughs> ah, I will be, I will be, I will beat each and every one of you up. I get the principle of that. I mean, I don't even know why. I, I, I don't really, even know the video talking about the context or anything. But I don't know. I'm not even a Melissa fan. Don't, don't have me defending Melissa. <laughs> I'm, I'm shocked. Don't have but me. Th- that's the point I'm trying to make that like the defense or the the somewhat patterning from Andy is one-sided because there are things that Joe could have done better. He didn't say that. There are things that Joe did that weren't nice. He didn't say that. But anyway, I I'm think the line of questioning out. didn't go in that direction. Yeah, I maybe. I don't know if it's a thing of the way that conversation was going, there was no way to bring it up or it was edited out or nobody asked i don't know but yeah i get what you mean like it's not like i don't get yeah and i think like you said maybe because this is my this is my first season watching and i have never seen obviously the tweets about how andy goes easy on trail whatever so i'm watching as a first time watcher and all i can see is "Mm, this looks a bit sus but without obviously dragging on the point too tough I want to touch on Trey and Jackie and Marge and even Melissa. That whole, It literally felt like at a point it was one couch versus the other couch, bar Dolores. And it was just a bit much for me. I feel like I want Melissa gone. Jackie also is giving me just the worst vibes. Marge. Jackie has, I, I feel like Jackie has one more season. I feel like Melissa, if Melissa was the one to go, Jackie, I feel like maybe we could wring another season out of her. Hi. Jackie, I feel like is like who? 
it's like you know it's like Cynthia and Candy. Mm-hmm. Jackie and Melissa is like Cynthia and Candy. Both need to go at some point, but mm-hmm. I think Candy need to go before Cynthia and Melissa need to go before um Jackie. But I do like the fact that even with the whole fat shaming thing, and this is what I feel like is so disingenuous about the cast, um, especially that whole Melissa, Jackie. Marge Union. Um, the tweet was brought up, or it was mentioned about Jackie's fat sh- I mean, body shaming, fat shaming, and it was just brushed to the side. Marge didn't have the thing about the thing about lipo. Yeah, Marge didn't I have. That, I don't think that was body fat shaming. I don't, think, I don't think that was. I think it was. It's fat shaming. Or something else. Leo, I'm a plus size woman. It's wait. What did she say? She what? said, if you watch what you eat, you won't have to get liposuction every other day. Ah, okay, okay. You know what I was thinking of? I was thinking of the surgery, that it's more like shaming surgery. Oh, I don't know about the first part. They said, if you watch what you eat, you won't have to get lipo every other day. Oh, but guys, it's coming from someone with an eating disorder. I and, but it doesn't make it any better. Oh, no, no, I'm not saying it makes it okay. Like, oh, yeah. I mean, do, do you think anything with, with sense about food was going to come out of her mouth? But this is what I'm saying. The fact that she would be so shaken to the core by Trey saying if she wore my leggings, her bum wouldn't jiggle. Someone's bum jiggling versus liposuction. Guys, because one is a, is a matter of toning and your body being defined, whereas one is somebody feels like you're an horrible. Yes, do that. A big burger. Yeah, a big burger. Hey, biggie, biggie, heavy, heavy. Ah, God. <laughs> and the thing is, Marge didn't have much to say. They tried to skip past because that's her mate. Jackie tried to be like, oh, come on. Oh, Melissa, as usual, doop, didn't say anything. And this is the thing. Like, everyone wants to rate. I really hate it. I, I get it. I'm from just like Candace. Just like Candace. When Jen, Jen is Jen, think of Jen like Candace. Because when when Jen takes something somewhere, she takes it to below, you know, the elevator below hell. Jen. You don't think Jen goes to hell sometimes? Not hell. Well, for them. For them, she's okay. With, she goes lower than them. Okay. I mean, she goes to hell. But you know, taking this franchise and the things they say about it, Jen does kind of you don't think Marge is the one who takes it to hell? Marge, Leo. Marge does go to hell. Oh! Okay, but okay, but my point, I'm not comparing them. My point being that um because you know when she gives it back to you, she gives it back to you times two. I think it's one of those things where we can't sometimes we just have to let shit slide that happens to you because they're like, ah, you, I know your mouth. I know when you finally open your mouth to defend yourself you leave this girl crying like i think i feel like not saying it's okay but i feel like that's the approach that they have with jen sometimes that they let people say crazy they look it's, it's fine when y'all talk crazy about jen but when jen retaliates oh woe is me because it's not even so much the fact that it was done to jen it's the fact that you as a person could do this but now when it's done to somebody else you're so bad because especially with jackie she wasn't even the one um body shamed but she took such great offense to it naturally because of what she suffers with but i'm like if you feel so disgusted by this comment from trey you definitely can't be the one talking about if you watch what you eat you, you especially i think for me was an old such a sad situation old seat, still no no i mean like the way you said it was like then so i'm just clarifying that the tweet happened before yeah the tweet happened before so i'm like if, if you're someone going through and having experienced what you experienced and i imagine she was having these issues in at the time you know 
Um, and it's unfortunate because it's a clear case of self-hate, but the, the, the kind of situation of pot kettle is not nasty. And I just feel like you're not the one. Let somebody else complain and pattern and scream and shout about Trey body shaming. You who tweeted what you tweeted, unfortunately, I would feel like... You just, you just... I don't want to hear... Not too loud, because once they start asking you questions, you're not going to like where it goes. And I think that's one thing I've noticed about Real Housewives in general, like across all franchises, is really sad about, like... I know alliances and stuff like that happen, but, like, it's to a fault. Like, it's to a point where, like, this looks so ridiculous. Like, all of them sat on that couch. Melissa, quiet as a church mouse, not, not commenting. Marge says, saying, oh, whatever. Like, trying to brush it off to the side. All in the sake of alliance. Yet, I promise you, if someone like Trey had said that, you know, Marge, trout mouse would have been, that's disgusting. That's disgusting. What? How dare you? He was so disgusting, what she said. Disgusting. And it, it, it just makes it not an enjoyable watch because just like, ugh, all of you are just boring. Um, like you said, it really sucks that we had to see clear as day, not just at the reunion, even in the edits. Um, the bias against Jen especially. And it shocked me. I don't understand what Andy got against the damn girl. I would really like to know how did she I would like to know how did she offend Andrew? He told her uh, a whole TED talk. Sorry, Monique Samuels had a binder. Wendy came with a binder of nothing. All these people at so many different reunions have now started coming with receipts. And not once have you told any of them that they need to talk quickly or they've come with the TED talk and she had to rush herself trying to get, get through her point. It's just unbecoming. And every single time, even the producers edit, they always leave so much out to make Jen look all sorts of crazy. I just want to know who Jen offended. Who, who did she offend? I don't know. I don't get it. I don't get the bias against her shame. Yeah, it's sad. Um, sorry, hold on. What month are we in? Sorry. <laughs> no, because there's graduation. Some people are graduating. I'm like, shouldn't this be happening? Why did you go, by the way? Couldn't be asked. Because okay. also, the people I actually did my... So basically, because I did that one year working, I graduated later than the people I was actually in class with. Yeah. And then when I thought of like, like, I don't get what these things. Yeah, like, I would be graduating with other people. I'm just like, no, I don't want to do it. Yeah. And it sounds mean, but because, like, some other people I did know actually graduated today, but I'm like, uh-huh. I'm like I don't want to graduate. Not enough that. for me to go through all that effort. I'm like, I don't want to graduate. Like, I'm like, my friends graduated, like, th- they had theirs. Well, I don't, Tato, eh, Tato's, so I was in Tato's master's class. She would have graduated last month, but she didn't come because she's by co-maker. Anyway, we kind of got sidetracked, so I don't even remember what we were saying before. But um, I think for me... Oh, yeah, we're talking about um, Jen's... Um, Jen's Not Jen. Jackie's comment on... About, like, eating... The, Jackie's comment about lipo. Yeah, I think you finished that, friend. Okay, well, I was going to say, I think I was re-examining the storyline, and I was... remember I remembered um, Brandy's one on, like... Li- basketball wives atlanta on basketball wives la when she had cancer and you know i think 
is one of those topics that people are going to say is boring. I just don't think is the platform. Real Housewives might be the right platform for that because it's quite a serious conversation that like people are going to be mean about it. Like, you know what I mean? People are going to be like, oh, no one tuned in to hear about eating disorders. And like I've seen Teresa fans saying that, you know, Jackie's storyline is boring. And you know what? Kudos to you guys are probably saying it to be to defend your fave and be mean. But I do get why someone would find it boring. You know what I mean? It's just like, which to me is similar to like the conversation about like dark skinned like black women on Love Island. I personally, if it were up to me, you guys would never see a dark skinned black woman. Honestly, even dark skinned men probably like because I just know how that I know how that first thing is gonna go. No one's gonna pick them, and then you're in a couple by default. Dark, usually dark skinned guy, dark skinned girl, because nobody picked them. And then from there, they run off to find love as quickly as possible with other people who are not dark skinned black people. But like, I just think I would rather just not have it because I know it's sad and I know the responses are sad and people are unkind and people say things and they make jokes and everything. So I just sometimes think maybe we shouldn't just have it. Obviously, that's not the way to go through life, but. I think sometimes you do need to protect your emotions and I just don't know. So maybe I do see why Jackie got demoted. Like like what like in the grand scheme of things, she doesn't give very much. At least Melissa, the thing that will hold onto her hips, as I'll say, as I say, that'll help her hold onto her hips is that <laughs> is that she's Teresa's sister-in-law. So maybe if she ever for whatever reason divorced Joe, maybe that's why she'd ever lose her hips. But for now. Melissa's probably gonna Melissa's probably gonna be on that show wow I think she's even been on I saw a thing she's now been on 11 as of this year she's been on 11 years I'm not sure how many seasons but oh no she was in season four so I think nine seasons something like that but she's been on a while so I don't see her going nowhere and see it just makes me sad but I mean like you said She's not going in here for a while. This is no surprise. I've been saying for the past few weeks, as long as Joe Goga is on this show, which he's not leaving, like you said, the Bravo checks is sweet to them. They're not going nowhere. <laughs> um, and I agree. I think Jackie ends up falling flat. It's, it's a shame that people are being nasty about something like that. And I think sometimes if you aren't necessarily on the side of the fave, like it seems like as much as a lot of people don't like Trey, a vast majority of people do like Trey. And I feel like a lot of the people being mean and stuff like that comes easier when, you know, you're against trade. So it's sad that people are being mean about something that's so serious. But at the same time, unfortunately, we would, we would need a little bit more. You can still have the storyline, but just give us a little bit more. And I don't think it's enough to constantly be hiding behind Marge because Marge is someone you want to have on your good side. And every now and again, you you bark and go back and forth. It's not enough. Like even some of the things she tries to say, remember we're talking about the first reunion and it was like, you know, I am the strongest woman you will ever meet. Like the things don't land. Unfortunately, like it doesn't work in her favor. But um, yeah, I think it's it's a shame. Um, but that's all I have to say this week um, for New Jersey. I guess anything else that I didn't touch on, like I don't want to get into Dolores and stuff, but I'm going to save that for next week since Frank is going to join and obviously have a part to play. So yeah, that's it for me. Any thoughts for you? Lord, I'm not in the mood to see that messiness between Frank and Dolores, but you know, right? <laughs> I'm sick. I'm about tired of them too. But yeah, same with me. Um, I'll save the rest of my thoughts and then we'll chop it up um, next week when we wrap up their reunion. 
Perfect. Um, I think the next one on my agenda was Real Housewives of Lagos. Last week, episode six aired. Um, <laughs> just tell me what's on your mind. So before I watched this, one of my friends posted Choma's outfit on her close friend. And do you know how I was laughing? Because she's like, what does this baby think this is? <laughs> like, what does she actually think this world? Like, girl, please, please. Like, actually, please. Hey, you know so much Choma's fashion choices, man. Stunning babe, but some of the choices are just a, a tad bit questionable. For me, it was the little sleeve cuff thing. I was just like, sister. Sister rest. Sister, sister rest. rest. Met Gala, this wouldn't be nice. Sister <gasps> rest. Like life is not the Met Gala, please. please. Like it was just a, a, it was just a well, not even casual, it was just a fashion show. And your ass decided, like, you see what happens when you do too much. And you know what? I was surprised. Because Carolina looked nice. And that's someone, that's someone who I have not really resonated with her style. Let me say, to put it politely, I have not, her style has not <laughs> resonated. It's not my aesthetic. <laughs> but you, shut up. You're going to like it. You're going to like it today. Shut up. You're going to like it today. Shut up. Oh, <laughs> uh, you don't like my aesthetic? Shut up. Bro, you're going to like it you're today. Like it today. <laughs> um, yeah, I love what Carolina wore, which had you asked me just going off of how they've dressed before i probably would have said chioma eats that up every time but chioma looked a fool and i don't know i think this episode has kind of made it more stark that these people are actually not friends and even the stuff that's coming next week the preview for next week i'm like yeah you people are not actually friends because one second it's this the next second it's that like it's just never you can never be too sure there's very few people on the show who you can be 100% sure that this is this person's friend which I guess you know you could say for any real housewives because even like Potomac you could say that you know Candace and Karen were never really friends whenever two you know two friends but I think with this cast it's really apparent because even I don't know if I'm jumping ahead but um Toyin how Toyin kind of said um, Miriam inviting Chioma and um, Carolina to the thingy to that the so fashion. Now she has to watch out like, for I have to watch out for Mary. I'm like, that's not something you say about your friend. It's someone who you've even turned away from people because of that babe. That's now someone you're saying you have to watch out. No, that's something you say. I'm gonna pattern you. I'm gonna beat you. Well, we shout. I'm gonna shout to the high heavens. So um, I saw also saw a tweet where people were saying that they think the real villain of this show isn't actually Choma, it's Toyin. I think in that scene, I get why people would say that because Toyin's moving hella mad. And I think at this point, it's not even in order, but like I was also going to touch on the fact that at this point, I'm just not enjoying Toyin anymore. I feel like for the past few weeks, it's been so like, mm, I, 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 I can't pretend or this or that. And I think... It's one thing to say you can't pretend, which is fine. No one is forcing you to pretend. But like, like you said, at the same time, when it's now your friend and now you want to be like, now I need to watch out for Mariam. You weren't in a situation that was really that deep with Carolina to the point where somebody else inviting Carolina is a problem. Even if that person is your friend, it's just simply not that deep. Um, and it's also just very passive aggressive because she's on one minute she's saying she can't pretend and then when she's being asked by Mariam like 
okay, so who's not getting along? She said, mm -hmm. what did I say? No, I didn't say anything. Oh, but I asked you, everyone's getting along and you said, who? I said, okay, so who's not getting along? You said, no, I didn't say anything. It's just so passive aggressive when people around you don't want to talk. Um, even in her confessional, she kept saying, these people are so fake. Now you want to shop from Laura, but you know you don't like Laura. Oh, and now you're here. Why are you here? You guys don't even like each other. It's just so corny. It's boring. At the end of the day, you, you're here to film the show. And fine, maybe you feel like it's just a check. It's not that serious to you. But you're the same person who supposedly, when they had fallen out with Carolina, you invited her to your daughter's event in episode one. The same person that you're saying you can't pretend. So which one is it? Because even Laura was looking at you side was like, ah, not as far as I've been told, Carolina and Toyin fell out. So I don't know why Toyin would have invited her. But now when other people are trying to be civil for the sake of the group at large, oh, they're being pretentious, oh, they're being fake, you're tired of these bitches, oh, you need to look up, ah, it's like, girl, girl. It, it's just a bit much and I do definitely think it comes across as bully vibes especially because it's so passive aggressive you're outright ignoring someone who's trying to be civil um even then I feel like Carolina what rubbed her the wrong way is a valid thing so I don't know why you're upset that she was upset by your invasive question it doesn't make sense it's kind of like not gaslighty per se, but I find it a little bit like manipulative where it's like, you're the one who did something to upset someone, but now you're going to be upset. And thankfully, Karina is not someone who seems shaken by it, but somebody else would have easily been like, oh my gosh, what did I do? Maybe I didn't have the right, the right to react that way. Maybe I didn't need to feel like this. And the whole time, that person's feelings are valid. So I agree with that she's starting to look like the real villain and she's not coming off well. She's not enjoyable in any capacity. If anything, if she's not there, the show would just go on perfectly fine. I don't think she'd be missed. She's giving me Nini in her villain era, but which doesn't make sense because like Nini, it took Nini at least five, six seasons before, before she got to this point. So if you're like this now, you must just probably be bad vibes, honestly. Honestly. Um... But yeah, I don't know. There was just a lot at play here. And even Carolina, Carolina and Miriam's issue about um, how, you know, they're greeting. I just thought personally, I thought Carolina was being rude. Like, I'm maybe it's because I know in my head that Carolina can be rude. But I just think for her to say, oh, you came in and you said, hi, bitches, I'm a working class lady. It's like, you know, she didn't like, obviously, I think. Yeah, with Miriam, you do have to be like, oh, you know, she didn't mean it like that. But she actually didn't mean it like that. I don't think if, you know, I get my someone my mom's age saying if someone our age walked in a room and said, hey, bitches, and my mom's in the room, then she'd be like, no, I'm not going to respond nicely to being called, hey, bitches, like she's going to come greet me properly. Um, but this is your age, mate. Like if someone has more energy than you, so be it. Like, you have to understand at your age that, you know, some people are more outspoken than you. Some people are more outgoing. Some people are more, you know, they don't need time to warm up to people before they're already saying bitches, dick, you know, threesomes, that kind of stuff. I just thought Karen was being extra as usual. And, you know, until her leader Chioma tells her to behave, she's not going to. And she, she proved her correct. Even Chioma at the beginning of the episode tried to be like, that's not the case. Carolina, Carolina's got her own brain. Da, 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 da. But she proved Mariam and everybody else correct because when you said come, she came. 
when you're she speaking, actually came yeah, yeah when you're speaking to her on the phone when you're getting ready when you're saying all these things she wires me rah, 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 but she ended up coming following the invite like it's just so obvious and i think also carolina not too much she's sitting here mm-hmm. i don't like people who like to be class police when you were banging the thing i will be angry with you people da, 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 da. were you a working class lady then is that what you were no or even if you felt like you were you were still able to do those things at the same time like just because somebody spoke a certain way does not mean like now you want to come and call them classes because you carolina we've seen you vex <laughs> When you're vexed, you're not the same. Oh my gosh, have some class. Have some this. You're not the same, babe. Cool. When she's with, when she's with, I mean, obviously, I guess in her defense, if she feels comfortable around Kioma, then I guess we can see we can't really tell the babe to behave a certain way. But ah, oh, please, if you if you want people to stop seeing you follow Chioma, act like it. Act like it. Don't just come when she's coming. Come sometimes knowing that she's not gonna be there. And she wasn't even able to do that. She wasn't able to do that. And like I was saying, if you're banging the table in front of everyone and saying, I will be angry with you people and your accent is now gone. I'm so sorry. You're not going to come and now be the class police for someone who's jokingly saying bitches dig through some. Like that does not make her in any shape or form classless, especially because she said it at a girl's slumber party. It would be different if you are at Madam President's office and this girl saying, hello, bitches. Then maybe you'd be like, ah, have some decorum, behave, you know, be aware of your surroundings. But at your girl's sleepover with your mates, come on, the same way she probably speaks a certain way or can talk about certain things with her friends in the privacy of their own home. Like, it's the same thing. It doesn't make these people any less classy or whatever you want to call it. Um, and I agree, the whole handshake thing is rude. Even Chioma, it was just giving me such London babe vibes. Like, Chioma in one breath was like, Oh, Karina puts you in a tight position because if she's not getting along with people, she also wants to want me to get along. At the same time, when you're speaking to her on the phone, you're not holding her accountable. You're saying, Yeah, I told her if you didn't say hi to her, then she must come up to you and say hi. And I'm like, This is why I was like, It was giving me such London babe vibes, you know, and it's she didn't come and say hi to me. And you haven't even greeted the babe in the morning. You yourself, you do realize for two people to greet each other, one person has to start. And if you found me in the room, by virtue of finding me in the room, you should say hi to me. I'm, the funny thing about the, the people doing that is I actually don't mind us sitting awkwardly and not saying anything. Silence. I don't mind. If, if you found me in a room, I don't mind. If I found you in a room, I won't, might not hug you, but I'll be like, oh, hey. And I won't even wait for you to respond to me. I'll move on. But don't act like the baby's crazy for expecting you to, like, to, 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 to be nice. Don't even be nice, but to not respond to her the way you did. And I'm so sorry, this is different from like, you went to uh, a meeting or something a little bit formal. You've been invited on a trip away as someone's plus one. It's a girl sleeper with type vibe. This baby has come in, she's hugging everyone. She doesn't know anybody. But she, and she's still hugging everyone. She sticks her and you're going to come and just stick the tips of your fingers. It's actually rude. Like it's, it's actually just downright rude. I feel like she did that on purpose. I don't know how. I don't know how. I don't know why. But you just feel that way. Some way, somehow. Some way, somehow. She did that shit on purpose. You did that. Uh, um, I really, I really just, and I, and even you know the the concept of somebody must say hi first. If I come into your room and somebody stank eyes me, or you look at me up and down, you think I'm greeting you? You've already shown me by your body language that you don't want to be spoken to. Can you look? That happens all the time here. <laughs> this is why I said this is such, they gave me such London vibes. And I honestly, 
if I see people are on madness, I'll leave you alone. It's fine. You clearly don't want to talk to me. I won't disturb your peace. That's the funny thing. I think a lot of these people haven't come across a person who's fine not having greeted. I'm okay. fine not having greeted people. I, like, we'll be in the room together. i ask you to pass me things. I've never even said hi to you. Oh, please, you pass me the Coke so I can dash my Henny. I will, because... We- shame. Shame. You can't shame the shame. You can't shame the shame. You can't shame the shame. <laughs> no, it's crazy, because especially if I came with every intention to greet me, and that's the... the demeanor the body language you gave me we're not, we're not, gonna, we're not gonna get off on the right foot on the right foot um but yeah it was it's just rude from her to be honest and childish very much so <laughs> um very much so and i just wish following that like going back to what i was saying i also just need shoma to get it together like i can't like this episode i was just like mm. because i'm getting obsessed with laura i don't know if that's what you're gonna with laura shoma Chuma is giving me obsessed with Laura. I'm not gonna lie, Laura's giving me obsessed with Chuma as well. Kinda Laura, Laura you, you know what? It, they, I think this there's episode, a mutual obsession. There's a mutual obsession. This episode, Chuma kept thinking about Laura. Last episode, Laura, like I genuinely think these babes are actually living in each other's heads. Nah, but I think I I don't. This week, I think Chuma had said something about she feels like Laura clearly wants this friendship, but she's going about it the wrong way. Because she feels like she lives rent free in Laura's head, and I can't entirely say she's lying because at her fashion show, in fact, this is the thing that that vexes me about Laura. Like, I want Laura to want better for herself because Chioma should not be the hill you're willing to die on. Like, I, I just want her to to set free whatever I ideology was fair. No, let her friendship, no, no. and then she looked no, no, no. at Chioma. Hold on, let's go back to before the toast. Mm. She vexed last week about the internship to the thing. It's fine; they don't come. Whatever. Shuma ends up walking in. Lo and behold, obviously, there's a confusion. Looking a hot mess. Looking a hot mess. Shuma walks in, and there's a mutual confusion between Laura and Twain. Like, ah, Karina and Shuma here. I don't invite it. Okay, they're here. Then Laura is saying in a confessional, I'm glad that they came. Oh, yeah. She says, I'm glad that they came. But then later on, when Mariam says she invited them, she's like, I don't need a man to speak to me. Why did she do that? They shouldn't have come. Da-da-da, da-da-da. Ah, okay. Now it's time for your toast. And she's like, hmm, I was going to say it's a better friendship. And then I looked at Shoma and, ah, your face. Shoma actually didn't pull her face. Like in that situation, Shoma actually didn't pull her face. And in my head, I'm like, I don't want Laura to, every time she wants to do something, she has to think, hmm, what's Shoma going to say? Because at this point, it's just been your fashion show. Whatever happened, it's your special evening, it's your special whatever. Just leave silly Choma alone. Like, she doesn't matter. Like, just leave Those her alone. Are, I think it's just always going to be tit and tat. Just Those babies are alone. always thinking about like, they're And Choma's always- also there like, ah, why is she just thinking about She was, You remember what's the babe's name? Ah, so obsessed with me. The love island one. That's how Choma's acting. Oh, what, what's her name? Leanne. Yes. Choma's actually oh, there, oh, like, ah, oh, so obsessed with me. Oh, wait, man. <laughs> she obsessed with me. I was so I, I used to find that video so <laughs> funny because I'm like I didn't watch that season but I'm like he probably wasn't obsessed with babe this is your this is probably just all in your heads and that's the vibe I'm also getting for Choma but like Laura doesn't make it easy for herself because Choma almost seems valid in having these thoughts even though she's not but Laura she actually is the funny thing is Laura it's like Wendy and Giselle. You actually have the upper hand, but you refuse to let us give it to you. That's the thing. 
because it's so easy to also be like trauma let it go as well like you you're doing too much now trauma also holding trauma every time something happens here well maybe she's hurt that i didn't say I was, it's a like, girl let get it, over it get over it. the thing is but both of them don't want to move on from <laughs> the it. thing but that's i think that's what happens in friendships if two people are both hung up about one thing they will always think about the other oh i know if i say this she's gonna be offended Do because, you know <laughs> because it's still a thing in your head you know what i wrote down in my notes i said no and you want some big glass <laughs> Yeah, my talking about the same thing. Talking about the same thing. Cause mine is. <laughs> That's literally how I'm I'm like, oh, well, guys, we're in episode six. When episode six, Shoma first said Laura was a customer in episode one. But you know, you know, this isn't over. Don't don't forget in the trailer, there's that argument where someone pours someone with water. I feel like, I feel like now that I know who it is, I feel like it was Laura. And then Mariam was in Mariam or Iabo are in the middle, and then Chioma's on the other, and then Laura saying, "Why would I say I'm friends with someone who's not my friend?" Like, yeah. why, so clearly this it's is not over. This is never actually gonna go away. Ugh, it's just so jokes because you just want, like I, I just want everyone to, to, to move on, move on, move on. What did you think about the actual fashion show itself? I'm not going to comment on that. I'm going to comment on the responses to it. I thought it was mean. I think sometimes... Oh, well, the responses... Oh, as the people, the, 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 the other cast members, okay. the responses to it, some of them was mean. I think Toyin shouldn't have showed Chioma the video, the whatever footage, whatever of her show. Remember on the phone, she was showing her her own line. I thought that was rude because that's your friend. But didn't she say Laura asked her for feedback or to judge? And I remember, yeah, she said Laura asked her to judge. And I remember in a confession, she was saying, you need to be careful because I'm going to be honest with you. Okay, but there's a way to put it to your friend. If you want to, let me just say, if you want to still stay friends, yeah, to your friend. Fair. Um, And even even Carolina was able to say something positive that, Mm -hmm. you know, she liked. Even Mariam, who said, that's not much. She even said, okay, I'm doing too much. I really like the silk shorts. (laughs) Mariam, I think the best response came from Mariam, who said, this isn't my vibe. It's Laura's vibe, but you know what? I like it. And you know what? I think there's beauty in seeing that, that I could never pull this off, but you know what? These are nice clothes. Somebody and can. Think, yeah, you know, somebody can. You know, I see why, I see why she did that. Um, and I think Choma, even Choma was able to muster. Well, that was the second time she was asked about it. It wasn't the first time. I think she said she didn't understand what was going on, something, something, something. You know, I hear it in a room full of, full of like 30 people. I, 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 I guess why, why one would have that. Yeah, and I also wonder why production did that. It didn't make sense to me. And I'm just like, with all, like, if you think of this cast and all the people that they know, you're telling me this, this, this is the fashion show they pulled off. There were less than 50 people in that room. That room had 30 people. I, I, my, my, I'm saying 30. I think of the Maybe 50, life. including the models. So many of these people are married to billionaires. So many people are genuinely in this industry. Like, this is the best that Linda. they can do. Laura couldn't even invite Linda. This is what I'm saying. I even wrote in my notes. I'm like, with Linda's platform, this could have been marketed as something so big. There could have been all these people. This is the best that they could do. It ended up looking so like white fridge. Like, guys, why? <laughs> You're like, ooh, chillai. Ooh, child, the ghetto. But I think maybe that wasn't, maybe it was like, what's that thing called? Where you do like a mock, um, a preview. I think it was more preview 
than the actual fashion show. I don't imagine it was the actual fashion show because if so, there was no, because if so, there was no red carpet. But either way, Choma ends up looking stupid because her ass, her ass dressed like that to go meet how many people? She wasn't but even I, that many people. But I think this is why it's, it looks more white fridge because I can only imagine for her, I'm also, if someone tells me they're having a fashion show, they're releasing a line, and you maybe think of who this person is and who they might be in proximity to, you're going to expect more than 30 people there. Definitely more than 30. Um, so yeah, I just wish that was better executed, but that's neither here nor there, child. Um, I think it was a good filler episode. Um, I'm looking forward to see the drama next week. It's... I think they do filler episodes well. It didn't feel like... Yeah, I... it didn't feel filler, but like I could tell it's a filler. I could tell, like towards the end when they were all like, oh, we had a fashion show without drama. I'm like, wait, they gave us a filler episode. I'm like, damn it. <laughs> you craft sausages, you. Where's the carnage? <laughs> where's the where's the where's the turn up? No, I I, I liked it. I think they, they ex- executed it well. Um, I'm interested to see how Ma'am's house goes. It was quite funny seeing the reaction from like Laura and Carolina about Ma'am saying you get kicked out. I personally I'm like, I hear it. Y'all might go act a fool in my house. I mean, I get what she meant. I don't know if it's something you say. I don't like I, I get the, the apprehension with hearing it, but you know what? It is it and I think it's an unspoken rule that if you act a fool, yeah. I might ask you to leave. But I also don't feel like the way it was said was like <sighs> like I feel like maybe I'm ju- jumping the gun, but like I'm judging by literally two or three episodes. By watching Mariam now, I now know that this is how the babe is like she talks in a certain way she's playful she's jovial she's gonna say hey if you are crazy i'm gonna kick you out like I, i'm not gonna sit and be like she threatened to kick me out of her abode like i i just didn't take it that way it's so dramatic way. as in like i didn't understand why they were so vexed but i'm like okay <laughs> whatever floats your boat babes whatever floats your boat babes i personally can't wait till next week um just like my final thoughts, I think Chioma and Toyin are not, to me, seem like two people who are not invested in this group working as a whole. I feel like they have this chaotic thing they like, like um, Toyin with how, you know, when she doesn't like someone, she can expect there to be chaos, like her and Carolina. I feel like her and Carolina, I don't get why no one's asking them, because Toyin will say, um, oh, if there's a problem, people should talk. Have you talked to Carolina? Have you addressed that? Oh, you wanna... saying that. But Pim, Pim, it's Pim from you when Carolina's around. Pim. Crickets. But I hope that gets addressed. Even um, Chioma, I just feel like Chioma isn't just like she kind of wants Carolina to be isolated and to not like when Carolina and um, Miriam did the air kisses at the end there. Wouldn't you want them to get along better? She's like, oh, I was kind of shocked because both of them were acting different before. I'm yeah, like, because they were forced to sit together at the end and... And they realized, you know what, it's fine. We actually don't have an issue. I think sometimes there's a, uh, there's a freeing element of realizing I actually don't have a problem with you. Maybe you did some shit in the beginning, but it wasn't that deep that we can't come back from it. I agree. So, yeah, that was... My final thoughts on the Real Housewives of Las Giddy. <laughs> I, love, I, love, I love saying that word. I don't know if I'm using it. Yes, you, you said it like three weeks in a row now. <laughs> Did I say it every week? Yeah. Like, well, I, love, I, I love it. That's my bag. 
That's your bag. They pay me to do anything to say that. <laughs> um, but yeah, that's it for Legos. I think we can scoot on over to a continuation of our favorite franchise of the minute, um, a real house size of Atlanta. Eh? Who um, said that's my favorite? <laughs> yeah, I know you know, but you know what? You might put Beverly Hills before Atlanta. Yeah, like, 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 yeah. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna front to you. I'm not. I'm not gonna hold you on that one. Don't hold me there. Because my head was just thinking New Jersey Legos. I was like, wait, anyway. No. We are gonna scoot on over to episode three already of Real Housewives of Atlanta. Mm-hmm. Um, I just want to start off by saying, okay. As I was watching today's episode. It took me back to the conversation we were having. I think it was early days of New Jersey. And you were mentioning how, you know, Atlanta, especially specifically Atlanta as a franchise, has spoiled us in the way that we watch Real Housewives. Especially or specifically in the sense that the drama starts so early on that sometimes when you're watching other franchises, and they don't give you that. You're like, kilo day. Like, that's how I remember being when I was watching New Jersey. Um, Miami, not so much, because Miami, as much as it's not a dramatic franchise, it wasn't boring. So I didn't necessarily feel that way when I was watching Miami. But I remember feeling this way about New Jersey and Leo pointing out the fact that, you know what? Atlanta just kind of spoils the way you watch Housewives because they come out singing. And I was watching this episode and I was like, oh, this is episode three. Like, this is episode three and already. Hmm? This, this is crazy. Um, Leo's in the background jamming to the Real Housewives of Miami theme song. <laughs> <laughs> um, you, know, you know me, I, I love a good hood jam. A good jam. Yeah, I think usually I love that it always comes in the form of different things and this season, like why we know there's so much drama and I feel like for once this isn't drama that's carried over from the reunion this is a fresh new dynamic and I'm surprised it's coming the most surprising of places this messy ass assistant I don't know where they found him I don't know where they don't know what hole they don't dug him up out of where he's come and just covered these ladies in tears and it's like it's how many of them it's Drew it's Sheree. I mean, it's two of them, but it's still the stuff he's saying. It's like uh, it's juicy. And now the fact that um, the assistant told Drew, who told Candy, then Candy told Marlo, then Candy told Kenya, then now Sheree's friend, who happens to be at the party, Fatum or whatever, is also spilling more tea that she was told by Sheree. I was like, oh my God, this lady is. And the thing is, I think I don't know why this has happened for this reason, but why is it just like? these people aren't really being introduced to us like Fatum and Monera it just yeah there they are whereas if you remember with Fallon last season there was that scene Portia and uh Tanya Portia Tanya. And, 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 and I think Lauren as well yeah. there. they were driving and it's like oh so you know the person who owns that thing opposite what 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 um Adam met this old girl and I'm about to steal her husband and then you know we jumped, <laughs> we jumped over to that so <laughs> why didn't we have that when it came to these women it's just like I don't know it just feels like um, a lapse in judgment I just wish we got that because it's just because you have to know who these people are. and yeah. it's like Moneta that's Neil's ex-wife yeah 
who, who is Fatum? I mean, with Manyara, I know that Manyara might be going on the trip or she might be somewhere, but yes, I expected, yeah. yeah, I imagined that, okay, we're going to get a proper introduction. But Sheree's friend, huh? You she didn't even come with Sheree. <laughs> like, they were not even, did her little thing say Sheree's friend? Yeah, I said Fatum, Sheree's friend. That's when I was like, but she didn't even arrive to this party with Sheree's friend. You didn't see her arriving with a kid or anything like that. You can be like, oh, maybe her child plays with Brooklyn or like. But please, um, Monyara's child looked old. That was there were, there were many kids that she had. No, she didn't just have one. I only, one. I only saw the one who Kenya said looked like me. But then whose baby was she picking up later on? The white baby. Oh, I just thought it was a biracial baby. Oh, the baby. No, there was a baby crying at the party. And then she's just like, girl, shut the fuck up. <laughs> Well, okay then. Yeah, I don't know. I, I well, that was annoying, but yeah, to um, bringing my point. Yeah, this they've come out swinging. The girls, the girls have come out swinging, and I don't know why they're not getting the numbers. Um, Sadie and I were texting back and forth a little bit about it. They shouldn't be getting the numbers they are getting. I mean, I do get people's disappointment. Like, if you have been a long time watcher of Atlanta, and you know, you don't have Portia, you don't have Cynthia, you don't have Kenya you don't have um Phaedra you don't have Nini those were fan favorites like you've actually gotten rid of all the fan favorites and you've let you're left with the two weakest like the two weakest babes on you know if we look at like the season six cast that everybody's like the golden the golden era of Real House of Atlanta like if you were there when like pillow talk was happening (laughs) when like that was that that no one needs to slam the door in Kenya's face when what? When Nini slammed the door in um, Kenya's face because she was late. <laughs> that even um, the wine tasting, even when they said, when everyone was saying Todd is a gold digger, just all the, that time, that was such a, a peak time. So if you were watching for any of those people and you now tell me that, oh, the only people remaining from that time are Kenya and um, Candy, it's like Kenya and Candy. Yeah, I get why people, you know, how like this show is not for me. Because also, Porsche, Porsche show was doing the same numbers as Atlanta on its own, which is like, which is scary if you really think about it. Cause it's like the spin-off. That was a spin-off of Real Housewives of Atlanta, but you're telling me it's doing better numbers. Yeah, hey. So let's just hope it was because because people are like, oh, it was Mother's Day, blah, 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 blah. They didn't have time to watch. So let's hope the ratings pick up. I do. I don't wish them badly. I mean, although Porsche did comment on that tweet. But um, don't yeah. make me call Portia. Jeez. <laughs> um, I see that as well. I think the fact that you know, even if I weren't, you know, in the position of doing this podcast with you, I would think twice about watching Atlanta only because I think for long-term fans, like you said, a lot of fan favorites are no longer there. But even if you go back, last season wasn't the best. Granted, it was a COVID season, so that would have affected the trajectory of the show um, in terms of filming and, you know, what, what they showed. But, like, as a viewer, if I remember that, okay, the even not the last season, the season before last, I was already like, okay, we're on a decline. Then the last season is like, uh-huh. Okay, this is this is not that great. And then you get rid of Portia, Nini, or not get rid of, but they don't come back. I find out that Portia is not here, Nini is not here, Cynthia's leaving, and there's no Phaedra. Like you said, we all of which are fan favorites. 
people don't have much to look forward to or it's going to be really hard to convince people that no 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 trust me trust me trust me it's going to be good so despite the fact that you know they come out singing they have all this drama and it just feels refreshed and even as refreshed as it seems it's not boring it's actually hasn't been boring for me anyway first three episodes i've been enjoying but it's just generally going to be difficult to convince people to watch given all those things that would have happened i agree like you said hopefully you know it's only up from here because whoo them numbers are scary child it's giving a little flop era and i really hate that for them because it's our beloved atlanta do you know what i mean um but let's just get into some of these dynamics that we've seen, you know, let's set the scene. It's Brooklyn's party, Brooklyn's third party, baby Brooklyn's growing child. And there's this like- That baby look just like Mark, Mark the bow. Crazy. She don't, she look nothing like Kenya. Kenya. Like, you, know, when, you know when people crack jokes, so like, was the mama even in the room when this child was like, <laughs> like- Have you seen, see, there was a tweet um, when Ciara debuted, I think the baby's called Win. And people are like, girl, are your jeans even trying? <laughs> because yeah. them babies do not look like it's all Russell. Baby Future looks like Ciara a little bit. Actually, mm -hmm. yeah, I would say Baby Future looks like Ciara. But you see them other two. Ooh. They look exactly like they did. And that man keeps her pregnant and barefoot. So I, 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 there's probably more on the way. He asked her, didn't he? Didn't he? He proposed to her at that time on Ellen saying, Can you please have more kids? You want more, child? That's a black camera. Let's <laughs> not talk too much. But yeah, it's just like, girl, are your jeans even fighting to look to make these kids look like you? They're not. They look, they said we accept defeat. It's fine. It's cool. But um, like I said, it's little Brooklyn's birthday. And Kenya has decided to do this, you know, gorgeous tea party since Brooklyn loves having tea parties with her mom. Cute, cute, cute. That's the only time I'll ever call anything to do with Kenya cute. Um, but especially not them wigs, especially not them wigs that she tried. Remember when Kenya was still trying to claim her wigs as her real hair? And she called Tanya, see you next Tuesday because she said, she said her. But they, it looks like a wig, it's a crispy wig. Even the wind, the one she had on was very crispy, very crunchy. But, um, <laughs> <laughs> I just want to start off by saying I'm actually tired of this assistant, and it's episode three. like his ass is messy. And now that we even keep finding all the, the receipts and stuff of him being involved with Basketball Wives at that time with Kristen and Malaysia and Jen, and it just really further um, proves the fact that they seem to be very hungry for fame or just really, really looking for their spotlight because any show or any, anything, like they're trying to be involved and trying to be in, in, inside. Think about the messiest man, you know. I mean, think about the messiest bitch, you know. It's a man in it. It's a man, isn't it? Mm -hmm. They told you. Um, and it's just so crazy, even like when he's busy saying to Drew stuff like, my really, really good girl, I'm the supplier for this. Like, ain't nobody your girl. You're probably making up these characters. I don't even know if you watched that specific season of Basketball Wives, um, where that stuff actually happened. So basically, somebody had gone to Evelyn and said all the stuff about Malaysia's kids, saying Malaysia's being a bad mom and saying all these like lies about Malaysia. Then it turned, um, what's the Evelyn, the source, which was the assistant, who was randomly DM'd Evelyn, randomly, just like, hey, I got some tea on tea about Malaysia, da 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 da, da whatever, whatever. So this person said that they heard it and they said that it's coming from Jennifer. 
So obviously it was a whole thing. They traced out and he's like, yeah, well, actually I didn't hear from Jennifer. I actually heard it from Jennifer, one of Jennifer's girlfriends, Ashley. And Jennifer was like, I don't even know Ashley. Like there's no, I don't know an Ashley. Like meaning he's just lying to be lying. Just lying for lying's sake. And at the worst, the, the worst part is the fact that this person, in fact, they didn't DM Evelyn. They DM the Mrs. person on the show. They DM Jackie. And Jackie obviously took it to Evelyn. As usual, Jackie was thirsty for, oh, you guys don't believe it. You guys don't believe it. And you guys, you guys, guys, you guys. <laughs> I can't believe it. I'm, shaking, I'm, I'm, I'm literally shaking reading this. We need to have a pond rosa. Like, hmm, let me tell you. And I'm like, now given the fact that we know that it's it's so scary how the person has now made their way to, it's like they're relentless. Like, no, I'm going to get there no matter what. I'm somewhere. I don't the know top. where, but I'm going to get there. The top. And, you know, they found a way being Sheree's assistant and not an assistant. Now we don't know. Now they're Drew's assistant. We don't even know why Drew needs an assistant or three assistants. It's just like, oh, there's such a mess. And now, lo and behold, Drew doesn't even know that this person is visiting to Sheree. That Ralph And the fact that the preview for next week, Sheree came with a receipt. She said, look, it's like, I'm tired of this messy I, ass. I'm not looking forward to that story. I, I hate, I hate that her husband is gay story. Because mm-hmm. you don't know, you don't know what people decided when they got married. There's a lot of, you know, men who have sex with men mm-hmm. who are married to women. And the wife is okay. Like, you, you don't want to blow up people's lives situation like that and even if he's not gay which he probably isn't you're just gonna make a situation where he's kind of forced to be homophobic or say or like not even forced you can't force someone to be homophobic but it's just the homophobia is gonna jump out in him that he's not gay or something like that and people around him or people end up you know saying these homophobic things which and the grand scheme of things at what cost what for like it's not necessary and the thing is i don't even like drew husband i hated him last i hate that man so now y'all really have me defending this man to not make what? his sexuality a topic of conversation. Whether or not he is or not, that's really not got anything to do with me. I'm just not looking forward to discussing it. Even when it was um, Kim Fields' husband that they did it to. I thought yeah. it was very mean. I, I, I don't think there's a nice way to ever do the storyline. So just don't do it. Yeah. I just, I hate, I hate when this happens. No, I, I, I absolutely agree. I really hope that... Um... Drew does investigate the situation and that's by him, even just on grounds of it's just not professional. Not the, even if she doesn't think he just shuts it down. But even then, I just feel like in, it, when all is said and done, when you hire people, you want people to be as professional as possible and great at their jobs. And I think for anyone getting into a new place of employment, you don't go to a new place of, of employment trash talking your old place of employment or saying, and then they did this, or spill, spilling their personal information. Worse still, if you've heard that this person also then went to Sheree and said stuff about your family and went to this person and said stuff about you, they're clearly messy. They have a messy nature. And I just don't feel like anyone should want to work with anyone like that. So it's it's not cute. It's not good. I really, really hope. Yeah. Mm-mm. I just hope she has that. Like, candy bars. Like, even then, like the over-familiarity with your boss's mates, like, sweetie, come on. You're doing way too much. Um, I found it quite interesting, and I don't know what your take was on this when Sheree was saying, why is Drew telling her business, and why is this when, when this information was presented to her by this assistant, she went and told her friend Fatoum, it's the same thing, and even when Drew tried to highlight that, 
Shanae tried to gaslight her and say, oh, you're just a really ditzy girl. And you just, but like, sweetie, you did the same thing. Like you actually did the same thing. You also handled it badly. Yeah, you also handled it badly. It's okay for you both to be like, you know what? We both handled it badly. It wasn't our Sheree's never. Sheree's never been good at admitting when she's... Oh, it's terrible. It's really, really terrible. Um, it's interesting to see Candy act confused as to why Sheree is looking at her sideways. It's like, girl, not only did you go tell Marlo, you went and told Kenya, like, huh? Oh, before actually going to Sheree, if anything. And telling the babe, babe, look. Dog. And I'm like, I get it. You wanted because she said something along the lines of she wanted to give um Drew a chance to go to Sheree by herself. But if that's but the case, you don't tell Kenya and Marlo. Yeah, you at least if she had told Kenya and Marlo after being like, oh babes, have you told them? Because yeah. talk but she didn't she went she's like girl i got this piping hot tea for y'all bruh um and i just think it's so funny how kenya decided that her daughter's party is the party to play this game like like kenya candy said this this was just not right at a kid's party and kenya tried to be like yeah you're right but it's like but you approved of all the games and everything why did you think this was a good idea at a kid's party anyway isn't Kenya the same babe that was crying on Ultimate Girls Trip about um, Cynthia's game? But ah, saying it's mean. Yeah, I've never really liked that. It's so mean. I would. Why would this game be nice? Nah, man. Like, a game <laughs> where and you're like, oh, cute tea or fun tea. I think she said. Yes, yeah, it's a cute fun tea. What tea is fun and cute? Stupid. Uh, with these women who have, <laughs> and are trying to hold on to their jobs for dear life. No, man. That's why when she was not like, guys, we shouldn't have done something. Like, you can't possibly tell me you're surprised that it, it, it went this way, given the fact that she decided to play this at Brooklyn's party. Like, surely not. Like, and then people are surprised that one of the thing is, one of the rumors is that Candy sucks dick. <laughs> <laughs> but you know what was so funny? Did you notice this? I even wrote this down in my notes. What? The white lady who ends up storming out. When she heard the Candy thing, she laughed. Yeah, <laughs> I'm telling you, I want you to go back and watch the episode. She laughs and looks around. Then, when the tea is actually dropped about Drew and Sheree, she laughed along. I don't know. So I'm like, so at what point? Because you started off laughing along at the tea. At what point were you now like, this is a kid's party? I'm like, ah, Susie. That lady. I think that lady just wanted attention because no, she was fine with everything before. Now all of a sudden. Leo, I need you to go back and watch. She laughed when the candy sucks dick in a locker room thing came up. I'm like, so dick was fine. It's when the, the, the bitches started flying that you started saying it's we're at a kid's party. But I'll see. The babe is so damn dramatic. <laughs> and the other white babe was killing me, who was fine with her daughter, busy high-fiving Marla. I'm like, you, you love the tea. I can tell you enjoying this. No, you see that the other babe who was dying. She, that's my kind of bitch. She was even sat there, child on lap. Uh-uh. Because her, her child doesn't know what dick is. And her child, has, her child has, has better sense than to ask what it is. <laughs> so just, just ignore. What, this is adult talk. Don't I ask me questions. Like, because the thing is, that's what I think some parents need to realize, that some kids, if your kids are truly innocent, they're going to hear oh, words no. and they're not even going to flinch. Like, They'll hear dick, they'll hear bitch. And they so they dream about fairies and unicorns and rainbows. Uh-uh. 
they're just gonna be like mommy that lady's hair is pretty and then they're gonna do a somersault or something you know like, <laughs> and then you're just gonna be like anyway but the, that lady i'm like i don't know what you're so scared she about. sat up there with her child she said mm-hmm. and she did what so, 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 <laughs> but yeah to go back to your original point kenya's stupid as hell for playing that game because she knows these ladies she knows these ladies are not gonna it was not gonna stay cute for a while and but that's kenya that's kenya kenya is the same person who's saying you ruin an event you ruined your own event mamas she fully did and it's your own daughter's birthday party that's what's crazy stupid um it's mad seeing how intense Drew and Sheree's situation got at the end there. I don't know. I've never heard the stories about Sheree, but apparently she got a strong right hook. So I'm like, oh. I feel like she's always, she, she, she's, a, she's a punch, I guess. Oh, uh, I don't know. I, yeah, have you never seen, don't you remember um, that season where her story, where her tagline was, I think it was season nine, the one where Kim came. Um, don't call it a, sorry, I have the hiccups. <laughs> Sorry. Don't call it a comeback, call it a takeover. Don't you remember that one? No. Season nine. Well, the last time she was back. Yeah. Um, that's that season in the thing, she was boxing in the in the taglines. She was boxing. Oh, so right. so Sheree does. Sheree, Sheree's known for being fit. You learn you know Sheree's always had night very No, nice. I know she's fit, but like the way Candy made it seem like just she's got her, she's known for having a strong right hook. I thought she'd get in some fights or something. No, not really. Yeah. Um, but I'm interested to see what happens with Drew and Sheree. I can't wait for the ruff, ruff. Ruff, ruff. <laughs> I'm I'm intrigued. I also still maintain that I need Drew to leave Ralph. Like the flash forward for what's coming next week. I'm like, kind of Ralph's, you know, ah gaslight gatekeep girl boss. He's up there, top two or not two. She understands his role, that his role is to gaslight gatekeep and girl boss his way i don't know i don't know where he's going where you know where his you know his intention is but i assume he's ready to commit to it (laughs) he's he's in his villain era and i don't think i don't think they are doing it for a show i I genuinely think it looks like their marriage is genuinely hell um what were your thoughts on Candy and Todd? There's a time we tweeted this and I thought I agreed that I wasn't understanding this whole we've done everything together in the past. Um, did they do everything together on the shy? Like, yeah. was it part of production on the shy? Where she was a lesbian on the shy? No, she yeah. wasn't. Like, I don't know what she was talking about. She'd just be lying through her damn teeth. And <laughs> I don't know if he was involved in her mother's love. Like, just I just feel like it's cab and it's just a thing she's saying. But I do think, judging by his reaction, it seems like there's a lot more to the story. Um, which, and I remember I wrote in my notes that I can understand if, especially, you know, the past season, we know how t- Todd and Candy's story started. And I can imagine if to this day, everything you do is still associated with Candy, how, like Candy pointed out, it ends up sounding like you're slightly resentful. Um, I can understand how that might be, but I just wasn't understanding, like, what are all these projects that supposedly they've done everything together on that now Todd wanting to direct this um, pilot or this show that they're trying to pitch is the first thing that he's done without Candy. And then he's upset about Candy doing other stuff without him. Wasn't their thing always that Todd is booked and busy doing other things. And I swear he's done other things that Candy wasn't a part of. 
So I, I, I don't understand. I really don't understand. <laughs> I really, really. Well, I don't know. And, and, um, I'm, and I'm over it personally. Yeah, I was literally about to say in my notes, this is why I was like, it's just a shame that again, I don't even think it would be a bad idea. Like, you know how Candy apparently had said, not apparently, she said in an interview recently that if they brought Phaedra back, she would leave. I don't think that's a bad yeah. idea. Like, we wouldn't be missing out on anything. Because, yeah. unfortunately, she and Todd just aren't bringing anything to the table. And they now Todd got his own goddamn confessional. They actually hate me. Like, they're doing too much. <laughs> they're doing too much. We don't want to see that. Um, I know, obviously, later on in the season, clearly, Marlo and Candy, they're going to be in a situation. Potentially, Sheree and Candy as well. But I'm like, ugh. like I don't think it's enough for me to be interested in Candy. Um, so, yeah. who do you think spread the rumor that Candy is sucking dick in the lock? I think it's Sheree. You know, Sheree's face was so like still while everyone was still who said that who said that. She only reacted saying mm, whatever at the end, and then what she said in her confessional and her tweet, I'm like, it was you. I think it was either her, if not her, Marlo. Wait, what did Marlo? Is there a rumor Marlo spread? No, we don't know what rumor Marlo spread. We don't know what rumor Marlo spread. But I don't think at that time they were vexed with each other yet. Yeah, but you know Marlo just be saying Marlo's Marlo. You know why I say it's Sheree? Because remember when... I agreed. I, I, my first thing was Sheree, but I also think it could be fake. Because I remember in Sheree's confessional, this was after she found out from Marlo that Drew had told Candy and she was upset. And she was talking about how I know some things about your household. And she was busy sipping this, like, and I don't say nothing, da 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 da. And then she did that little sip that Marisol used to do on Real Housewives of Miami with her cocktail sippy cup. She did the same thing. And then I saw her not flinch at that table. I'm like, Sheree, mad. And she here with a vengeance. Sheree <laughs> said, I'm going to hell. She said, Rena, wait me. Wait also, me. She's like, what's so wrong with that? Like, who doesn't? Who doesn't suck dick on the low sometimes? I don't see I, I, I don't see them coming back from this one. Um yeah, I feel like um yeah, this reunion is gonna there's gonna be lots to unpack because even by now there's you can already see that there's lots we can discuss, but you know the reunion is probably more things that come towards the later parts of the season. Um it's funny seeing Sanya kind of rethink her her relationship with Drew at the end there, where she's like I'm seeing a side to Drew and I'm not sure if I like it, even though that's the babe who picked you up after your car. That's accident. who you called first. That's the, like you were you were in an actual car accident and your first instinct was to call her. So not too much, mamas. Not too much. Um, which actually brings me to the point. I was gonna ask you, do you who do you think Sanya is gonna fight with? Because you remember in the season thing, it's like me, she's something, she's not a friend. Me not call her a friend. Like, I wonder if, she, if that's about Drew. I hope it's not Drew, but I see how it could be Drew. Mm. Um, maybe like a Kenya, Kenya, Kenya. Because Kenya, I have no sense of the relationship Kenya and Sanya have. Like, yeah. even when they were saying hi to each other, I'm like, oh, I realize. Hi, beautiful. Hi. I realize I'm like, oh, I didn't really think about them interacting. And now I'm seeing, I'm like, maybe it was y'all too. I, I really don't know who it could be. Um, Marlo's annoying as well. So it could also be like Marlo. I feel like every time you think something could go wrong, consider it could be Marlo. Don't rule out Marlo Hampton. <laughs> never, never, never rule out Marlo. Um, 
<laughs> but like you even see how in the spirit of never ruling out Malo, now that Portia is gone, they're they're so an enemy. Kenya and Malo are not able to keep it together for longer than an hour. Cause it's like you people were never friends. You just hated Portia more than you hated enemy. each other. Yeah, you had a common enemy and it was easy to bond over the over your your shared dislike or shared hatred for Portia. And it's funny because remember last season. Um, we obviously weren't doing the podcast yet, but like, were we? No, we weren't. We started with Potomac. Um, but even at the time, we were all tweeting, we all called it that this friendship isn't going anywhere specifically because it's just shared. It's it's just, it, it, the foundation of it is the shared hatred or dislike for Portia. That's not how you build a friendship. That friendship will never last. It doesn't matter who you are, who the other person is. A friendship built on the basis of a common dislike for someone else is not gonna, it's not gonna go anywhere. Um, so it, I hope that both of them have learned their lesson from this, that you look like a bunch of damn fools. Um, something I also wanted to speak about, I'm like, don't you find it interesting how on Housewives, when people who are supposedly cool or friends are at odd, are at odd, sorry, these people take it to hell so quickly. Like Mono and Kenya, it started off with the questioning about the event before you knew it. She was using Lisa Ray's car. She this, she bought a used Rolls Royce. And in this case, it wasn't that serious. But I'm like, why are you guys so quick to spill each other's tea when you're, you know, at odds? It takes me back to remember when we spoke about Phaedra and Candy. And the moment Candy was upset with, you was already with dealing with somebody else before your divorce was even finalized. You, and it's like, but I know you're beefing, but that was your best friend for so many years. And now that you're beefing, you want to come and spill all their tea and take it to hell. Ha. It's got It's got Yep. Yeah. Um, yeah, these babes, the one thing about them, they're not scared to take it to hell. Like, especially, which is why, uh, again, Kenya and Marlo, like, those are two women who, if you do anything to them, they are very, they are more than happy to take your ass to task and go to hell with you um but yeah that's all i have to say about atlanta i think it was a good filler episode like i said it was definitely giving me filler vibes because we all know atlanta in its peak the episode would have just been more jam-packed like that and which speaks volumes on this franchise because if that's a filler episode child we were entertained from beginning to end but um do you have any final such thing as a dead episode back then at all, at all. What are your final thoughts? I have no thoughts. <laughs> <laughs> well, well, um, I've said my thoughts honestly. I've said the stuff I didn't like. I've said the stuff. Um, you can see the drama is still coming, but um, I think Sanya said this season has seventeen episodes. Yes, doesn't have doesn't have as many episodes as normal. So we'll see. All right. I'm coming to you live from <laughs> <laughs> from London, where two friends. Um, yeah. Um, so adding, you know, a new new show. It's not that new because the new episode's been out a few days. Um, to our roster, uh, we're gonna be adding Beverly Hills, which um, Anis is watching for the very first time. I mean, it's a bit mad that you're watching it season twelve, episode wow. one. Wow. That's your first episode. It's like <laughs> if you ever want any context, you can't I have go to back. ask you. I have you to have to ask, ask me either for the thingy or maybe I'll tell you. Okay, just watch this season and you understand. Because yeah. there's no way you're gonna watch it. I don't. No think you'll ever have enough time in the ever. world to start it. 
from the beginning. It's over now. It's above me now. Even with New Jersey, that's me with New Jersey. <laughs> I've let that ship sail. I'm not gonna watch it all the way from the beginning. Yeah. You guys told me what episodes I can't miss. I could do that, but yeah. I'm not watching it straight from the beginning. Um. But yeah, we're watching uh, Beverly Hills this season and I'm super excited to get Anissu's thoughts because this is a really good season. They start, you can even tell they started filming quite quickly after the reunion wrapped. The drama, somehow these bitches still have drama in their lives. Um, them, I, I know Andy must have given them a cute bonus after last season. Uh-huh. Andrew. Andrew. <laughs> Sugar Daddy Andrew. Um you know and these are probably the most luxurious housewives currently and even I, I could have even said this before um before Kathy joined to be honest that these were probably the most luxurious housewives because you can see in the houses you can see they're not living in townhouses like Marlo like they're living <laughs> I never said anything First of all, yeah. I I really, really liked it. Um, and I was, I think I was messaging you, and I'm like, I remember when we spoke about going back to New Jersey. I remember when we spoke about New Jersey, we talked about how uh, like it's a bit slow, and we had the conversation that you know we spoke about earlier about "Mm, kind of the thing is with Atlanta, it spoils you. But now having watched Miami and Beverly Hills. I feel like New Jersey actually doesn't have an excuse because I don't know, obviously now I'm biased and I think this is the problem with New Jersey, with Miami, um, with Beverly Hills. Cause I remember Miami, Tracy's watched it from season one. And she was like, if you watch it from season one, it will change the way you view these people like the OGs. Um, well, some of them anyway. And apparently the same thing, even now the other day, Tracy was tweeting and she recently started watching New Jersey from season one again. And she was tweeting like, if you actually go from the beginning, Trey was and always has been the problem. And I'm like, okay. She, she said that and I, I, I don't want to watch it then. I'm, <laughs> I'm, I'm like, it's no same. Um, and she's not the first one. Um, there's another like online mutual I have from high school. Playing her. Um, she's from South Africa. And she was like, she's also watched New Jersey from the beginning. And she's also been like, do you people, she, but she was like, speaking about um, Jen. And she's like, you people actually don't know Jen jennifer aiden like you she feels like obviously i think this was pertaining to jen and marge like obviously this season marge did go far but like in the beginning it was one of those like not too much because you don't know how jennifer aiden be sometimes so i'm yeah. like hey. but you can see in like the thingy the clips that mm, yeah that mm, not too much Jen used to be a problem not too much and i think that's probably the disadvantage i have as an outsider because i'm picking up these seasons from season 12 for both New Jersey and um, Beverly Hills now. And then with Miami was at season five. So I kind of worry that it will definitely distort the way I perceive situations. Obviously with some things like, I think you remember when I texted you, I'm like, Lisa Renna definitely a bad person, right? Cause I'm getting bad person vibes from her. But like, I think I'll just have to keep asking you and probably at some point in the season when we're debating certain things, you'll probably be like, Unless you just don't get it because she didn't watch before. There's probably gonna come and, and I'm not gonna I'm not gonna hold her to it. <laughs> but um she's a good girl. She, she has a good heart. She has a good heart, she has good intentions. But um just initially starting, I really, really like the show. Like I found it really entertaining. 
um, it's the little things like I was saying to him, like, I can just see, and I think that's the real cool thing about like Bravo and Peacock, how seeing how Kyle is on this show, she's so different from how when I first met her on Ultimate Girls Trip, but at the same time, I'm like, you have the same energy of, you kind of hide behind your hands, but it's not that you're actually necessarily a good person. Like you're just scared of the repercussions, but inside- Completely being yourself. Exactly. But inside I can see that mm, you're not a good person. It, it, it's not giving me that. But um, yeah, generally first impressions, I really like the show. What were your first thoughts of the season? Obviously being an avid watcher and obviously coming back from last season, what are you thinking? Oh, Doritos, Doritos, Doritos. When I first, um, when Doritos first joined <laughs> the cast of Beverly Hills, I didn't like her. I think because when she came, I liked Erica. It's, it's been that long. Literally, I'm talking about like season seven or something. When she first came, I liked Erica. And then Dorit's problem in the beginning, one of the people Dorit had a problem with was Erica so to kind of see um her the center like yeah I could basically say her and Garcelle were basically the center of this episode storyline it's such a beautiful thing to see and even to see myself like emotional watching her relive this traumatic I can't even begin to imagine how traumatic this must have been for Dorit but this traumatic event it was crazy like and like I said I didn't like Dorit to begin with but to see like now how much I've grown to like Dorit and not even like Hoodridge Dorit I love I love I love me some Dorit um I like her now and like just to see her go through that she actually seemed so vulnerable so hurt so fearful for her life and this is only goddamn episode one like, like how on time is it that the camera, other cameras were filming? And I don't know if you know, um, later this season, PK gets a DUI. Like, <sighs> Dorit is still going to be the talk of the town, child. So, um, yeah, I thought it was a really, really, really good episode. After they had a really strong season last season. And I was telling Anishu that um, they were in the flop era for a bit. They really were, but to kind of now see them just flourish and all, you know, contribute. I mean, I still hate Lisa Rinna and her blowjob pumped up lips. I really <gasps> like that lately. But you know what? That is definitely an ensemble. Like, if you ask me, the crown is definitely heavy and it's on. It's heavy on the Real House of the Beverly Hills ladies. Damn it. They know how to give a premiere. Oh, my gosh. I feel like I gave a monologue. <laughs> it's okay i mean you it's this i think is your favorite franchise at the moment so um I, i'm not gonna hold you it might be <laughs> so it's warranted that you might have delivered that monologue um i agree with seeing dorit obviously i saw from some of the flashbacks that she had had issues in the past with Garcelle, well briefly but um when she I, almost she almost caught some racist allegation she almost she almost you know had caught the racist allegations but. okay but yeah even for me as a new watcher i didn't get the vibe that she was bad vibes. was bad vibes um she seemed all right 
um really sad for like even I got emotion I don't even like know her or like I don't know her personally but like I would have had no connection as someone who's never watched the, sh- the show before and seeing all of that even her just being fearful with the kids and I think it was so mad because literally earlier that day she was on FaceTime with Gasa her kids were doing karate like all these things were just so mad to see that button like a few hours later like the whole situation would have just gone the hell left yeah and like you see when she's even at is it Kyle's house at the end yeah yeah and when PK then comes and when she's leaving and she's like in a panic like your phone's not there your phone's not there your phone's not there like she was just uneasy and it was really just really sad to see even when the dogs barked she was yeah like like, why is the dog barking please go check it out please go check that out you know it's just it was just so sad to me like oh you can see how how shook she is um but just going back to even like the beginning of the episode um seeing I think it was Lisa and Erica's exchange and Lisa being really upset at um what Sutton said um and it came across a bit shocking to me because it seems like she did in fact do the same thing to Garcelle so the fact that she would rather take accountability acknowledge the fact that I did the same thing and rather like you try to embarrass me on national tv like you did this on the show which is on national tv like it's the same thing quite um, literally the same thing but she was then like, and even then who watches watch what happened live like like it's just giving me the vibe that she wanted a yes man um but I just can't wait to get to the rest of the season. Like, obviously, it's episode one. And even seeing Erica when they were discussing Erica threatening Sutton and the way, hey, like, when I saw this, the, the clip, I was like, this lady's scary. <laughs> like, the vim in her face when she was threatening Sutton and the fact that she didn't see it as a threat when Garcelle was trying to show her was a bit like, ma'am. Um, even the, seeing Erica discuss the story, it was like, girl like you're not being accountable for anything so like oh it was disproven wait anyway you guys are just gonna have to do your due diligence okay they ask her what date oh i don't remember something so big you don't remember the date it was disproven because it hasn't been disproven yeah. the baby lying the ba- like listen i feel bad for the babe because i can't imagine what it's like losing money once you are rich i mean obviously she didn't grow up like that but i I'm sorry, you know, it's it sucks. I'm sorry that happened to you. <laughs> but she's lying. Nothing has been disproved. It, that's why I was 100% team Garcelle in her confessional. Because Garcelle's like, I don't know what this baby is talking about. She's talking about these things and no one has um, confirmed or denied any of this. Actually. Like Garcelle said, where are the headlines? <laughs> if it was thingy, if it was, um, what's the word? If it was done... If it was, what's the word? If she was proven right, they would have long said, um, hello, I'm, I'm good. That's got nothing to do with me. But it's not. People still want their money. And you know what? I don't believe that um, Tom literally transferred 20 million. But I could see how their life was funded by, you know, this money. Like, this baby was doing her private jets. She had a church in her house. Like, this baby was living very, very, very nicely. Like... Yeah. Oh, it must be difficult to downgrade then because boy once you get to a certain level of money you don't want to go back <laughs> you absolutely don't you're in your villain back. era for real <laughs> you don't want to go back um 
I would say even going back to Dorit's situation before I get to Kyle, I felt like the situation was very sad, but like these women were weeping for 40 days and 40 nights. Like even in the car with Elisa and um, Crystal, Crystal broke down. I don't know, maybe it's because I'm not a mother. So I think if somebody was explaining and it's someone you know, and then the thought of having to like protect your kids or fearing for their lives and their guns to your head, maybe, but like even seeing Kyle's tears and then being on her being annoyed with such and such was like, oh, I was putting out other fires. Then they show the clip of her. Well, I found it on Twitter. The clip of her um, and the past having said to um, Lisa Vanderpump. Yeah, to Lisa Vanderpump, like, oh, but we all have stuff going on after her mom had passed away. I'm like, you're nice. going to hell. You're going to hell. Like, no, but, you're going to hell. Kyle's not a good person. I cannot be convinced that Kyle is a good person. You but are you see, going to that's one of the double standards of the Fox Force Five because certain things to them are sacred and then other things aren't. Like, oh, Dorit, I can't imagine Dorit going through that. But it's like when Lisa was going through, um, so Lisa's brother committed suicide and then these women were like, oh, she put out a story in the blogs that said, um, so basically the thing about the dog, remember I was telling yeah. you about that there was a dog that Dorit had adopted and then it bit PK and the kids and then she gave it back. Well, she didn't give it back. She gave it to someone else and the dog ended up in a shelter and then they were angry at her. And I don't even know if Lisa did it, but just these women have just no sense of what's important in life sometimes. So to see them rallying around Dorit, it's like, mm, but you guys once had this opportunity and you didn't take it. Literally most of these women were there. Dorit was there, Kyle was there, Erica was there, Lisa Rinna was there, and none of them took that opportunity. So I'm just like, I'm watching y'all, fake bitches. <laughs> watching y'all closely. Um, yeah, I'm interested to see how it unfolds. I feel like this is a story that actually has many villains. Like, I'm not getting the vibe that okay. it's just one, it's just one bad person. Like we're used to seeing a Kenya, maybe a Marlo. No, no, no. Like not this one is like, ah, there's many. Even the Diana babe who's coming, she oh. I can't wait to see her though. Why? Honestly, <laughs> are you in your villain era? I'm listen, even I told you that Lisa Rena's too evil for me. I don't like Lisa Renner evil, but this new Diana babe seems like she's she's a good kind of villain. Like, not a good kind of villain, but... Um, no. I feel like it's... Maybe I need to wait and see. No. No. <laughs> but I mean, no. Let me just... Let me nip it in the bud before you say something else. No. No. I called them. Well, that's all I have to say. I enjoyed it. I think it was a good start to the season. It came out swinging. Like, I don't think there's ever been a Housewives episode one that I've seen came out swinging like that. Um, so I'm I'm pleased. I'm entertained. Um, any last thoughts on your side? Um, yeah, I think. I think I'm happy to see, you know how, like I said that, you know, at the beginning of a season, there's always that little period where everybody's like, oh, let's try to fix things. It's interesting to see Erica saying, I have nothing to fix a sudden. I didn't do anything to that hoe. She, she can go kick rocks. But I do like that um, Sutton and Crystal were able to get over their issues. And, um, you know, because what happened to them was like, between them were issues that were quite deep. Because at some point there was the thing about race where, um, Sutton said she doesn't see color and Crystal's like you should though um which rightfully so um and even there was another thing where um Sut Crystal was changing in her room and then Sutton came in and then 
Crystal felt like a boundary was crossed because she's like, um, I'm naked in here. And then Crystal just kind of, Sutton was just kind of like, oh, okay. And, you know, the stuff they're coming back from is stuff that's not always easy to come back from and become friends. But yeah. I genuinely don't believe either of them are bad people. So they were able to come back from that. Now, when it comes to the topic of Eric and Sutton, I think Erica treated Sutton terribly. Like the way she acted just was not nice. I think a lot of the women were having the same conversation. Literally, your friends and their husband were laughing at your situation. They yeah. were they were quite literally hardy, ha, ha, ha. And all Sutton did was say, you know what, I need to speak to a lawyer because I'm not sure if I could be implicated because I'm friends with this lady. And she asked questions. She said, there's an article that says this. Are we sure what Erica is telling us is the truth? You know, she, she, your, her, her reaction to the news, you might not have liked it, but at the end of the day, you know, it's, it's, it's a reaction that someone will have if you're in a situation such as this. They're not doing it to be mean. I don't believe Sutton is a mean-spirited person. I just think, I won't even say concern because I hate the term concern because bitches on Real Housewives have driven, driven oh, that. For shit. <laughs> they've written, they've re- driven that since... Since that Monique and Ashley thing about I'm concerned about your drinking, I don't like the word concern. Um, I I think, yeah, she was worried about what the implications of what was happening with Erica for herself. And you know what? Kudos to you, babes. But I don't believe she deserved to be treated like that. And it was also nice. Here go my mom again. <laughs> it's also nice seeing Garcelle show up for Dorit because Garcelle and Dorit, as you saw in like that flashback, they weren't getting along last season. Or not, they weren't getting along. There was that conversation that Dorit felt like Garcelle takes digs at them and then and then you know she throws something and then goes, Oh, but y'all are my friends. Or something, or she would say funny, funny things like, but y'all are not really my friends, like stuff like that. That's how Dorit felt um Garcelle was, which to be honest watching some of the interviews Garcelle did outside of the show I do get why she'd be offended mm-hmm. how you react to that that's another thing so to see that she showed up for her she got her crystal she got her sage that's really cute and it's 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 it's, it's, it's building you know on the right steps mm-hmm. I agree but yeah those are my thoughts on the real house at the Beverly Hills period and everything else we don't discuss yeah, I mean, that's it for me. I feel like we didn't chat everybody's ears off. Um, I'm looking forward to next week. We're finally going to wrap up Real Houses on the Jersey. Finally. Why do you sound so excited? Finally. <laughs> Fine. You know why I sound excited. Finally. I do not want to hear about that show again. But um, yeah, looking forward to next week so we can just continue on this wonderful week of watching. This was a good watching week. I felt like yeah. nothing, nothing let me down. I think New Jersey, Melissa and Co were boring, but it was still a good, it was a good watch week. So Don't kill me. I look forward to next week. Um, but that's it for me, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode 27 of the Reality Check Pod. Um, please be sure to use our hashtag. That's R-E-A-L-I-T-Y-C-H-K-P-O-D. And that's on Twitter and Instagram. And our accounts on both those platforms are the exact same as the hashtag. Let us know your thoughts, what you agreed with, what you didn't agree with. And yeah, I've been Nisu. And as always, I've been Leo. And until next week, bye. Bye.